Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. In the book of the Revelation, we're talking about the sealing, sealing of God's servants in their forehead. And there's many things that we have to make sure that we're in the Lord Jesus Christ and walking in the present truth, the present light of the word, the proceeding word. Man shall live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That is, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. That's predicated on that we are in the present truth. Now we go from season to a different season. There are three seasons there in God. The first is that season of Passover. Then a season of Pentecost, or the Feast of Weeks. And then the season of Tabernacles. Well, we've been in the season of Pentecost for over 2,000 years. Now we're in the third day. We're not in the season of Passover anymore. We're not in the season of Pentecost anymore. We're in the season of Tabernacles. One of the main things that we have to do is obey the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ. And and that must be in the present truth. In Revelation, the second and the third chapter, Jesus, speaking uh, the voice of the Son of God, tells us where we and what we must do to overcome and where we are in present truth. He does this to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. We find that in Smyrna, these are things that we have to give the more earnest heed to, lest a promise slip any of us. We should seem to come short of entering into his rest. There remaineth a rest to the people of God. It's an eternal Shabbat. When we see in Revelation 2, there's some very specific points made to two churches. One is Smyrna. The other is Philadelphia. Let's take a look at it. These can cost us our salvation. So we must give heed to these things to make sure that we're walking in the light as he's in the light. And this is to the overcomers. Now, the first two stages of growth are babies, the newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that they may grow thereby. Well, that's the first step. That's the first stage of glory. You must be born of the water and the spirit. And to do that, we find that given the keys to the kingdom to Peter on the day of Pentecost, standing up along with the other 11, said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Because that is the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Why? Why would you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ rather than Father, Son, Holy Ghost? Because in Matthew 28, 19, the name singular of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost is Jesus, who is the Christ, the Spirit of God. Go ye into all the world, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. Matthew 28, 19. 
Well, Peter, having the keys to the kingdom, understood the revelation of the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, whose name is Jesus. Only one Spirit, and that's one Lord, and his name is Jesus. The revealed name of God, the blood name of God Almighty. That's born of the water, which is repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Born of the water. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, born of the Spirit. The promise is unto you and to your children and to as many as are far off, even to as many as the Lord our God shall call. It's still the truth today. Then you go to the next stage of glory. I write to you little children. You're getting this. We're reading in 1 John 2, 12 through 14. I write to you little children. Because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. You're born of the water and the spirit. But you've grown higher in glory. That means you have a greater revelation. You've grown in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that is, I write to you, little children, because you've known the Father. Not just that your sins are forgiven for his name's sake, being born of the water and the spirit. But you have known the Father. Well, Jesus said, if you'd have known me, you'd have known my Father. He said in John 8, 24, except you believe that I am he, the Father, you shall die in your sins. John 8, 24. He goes on to say in John 8, 27, this they understood not, that he spake to them of the Father. Then we go to the next step, the overcomers. Now in Revelation, the second and the third chapter, Jesus tells us through the voice of the Son of God, the voice of the Lord, the voice voice of God Almighty, the trumpet voice, to show unto John things that must shortly come to pass, sent and signified it by his angel unto John. So John is revealing this to us in 1 John. He mentioned that to 2.22 about Christ. 1 John 2.22 is all about Christ, that who is a liar, but he that denied that Jesus is the Christ. He's Antichrist that hath denied both the Father and the Son. Why? Because Christ is the Father. He is that invisible spirit. And Christ is the Son of God, which is that invisible spirit revealed. God manifest, was manifest in the flesh, in the days of his flesh. Now, that's Christ, and this is the revelation of Jesus Christ, not the revelation of the Antichrist. It's all about Christ. It's written to the servants of God, not national Israel. It's written to the church. As you see in Revelation 1, verse 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things uh, which must shortly come to pass sent and signified it by his angel unto John. And John states, Revelation 4.1, there was a door opened in heaven for John and a voice of a trumpet talking with me, not a voice of a cornet, flute, harp, sackbolt, psaltery, or dulcimer, which is a heralding of the worldly church of Babylon. 
You see that in Daniel 3, verse 5, 10, and 15. And Nebuchadnezzar said, At what time that you hear the heralding sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and the dulcimer, that you will come and worship the beast, 60 cubits high, 6 cubits wide, in the plains of Dura. But this is the trumpet voice. This is the real voice. This is the clarion trumpet voice of God that pierces the heart, the spirit of man. And this is written for the overcomers. That if you will overcome, and he tells what is lacking in the seven churches. And it is for us today, not just a church age. And any problem a church is having in a local body can be found in one of these seven churches. And Jesus speaks to it specifically about what is lacking. Now, we're going to point to one specific, glaring example of where we've missed the mark. We're going to take a look at Smyrna. We're going to take a look at Philadelphia. As we're reading in Revelation 2 to the church at Smyrna, reading verse 8, and to the angel of the church, in Smyrna write, These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. Now these things are things that must shortly come to pass. The things are the things of faith. It's the faith that was once delivered to the saints. How do we know that? Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now we're earnestly contending for the faith that was once delivered to the saints, which is... Uh, the revelation of Jesus Christ, the things of faith in the last days, which is the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. That's the faith of Jesus, that these things are revealed to us. And we have to give this more earnest heed to these things, lest we fail and do not enter into his rest. And we see in Smyrna that he's speaking of these things, and he always says, it's works that accompany salvation. I know thy works. Because faith without works is dead being alone. It will bring forth the fruit of the Spirit. Loy, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faith, temperance against which there is no love. Galatians 5.22. Well, these are works that accompany salvation. This is the faith without works, of course, is dead being alone. This is a faith that was once delivered to the saints. And he says there, I know thy works. These things saith the first and the last. That's Jesus Christ, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works. And tribulation and poverty. But thou art rich. And I know, watch this statement. I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not but are the synagogue of Satan. That is a profound declarative statement. The synagogue of Satan. But they say they're Jews. He says the same thing again to the church of Philadelphia. Revelation 3, verse 7, to the church of Philadelphia. To the angel of the church of Philadelphia, right? These things... It's the things of faith, 
saith he that is holy, he that is true, and he that hath the key of David. He that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works. There's the works that accompany salvation, that Jesus is looking for perfect works, as he says in Sardis, I have not found thy works perfect. He says, Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, take a good look at it. We're going to have the Jews again, not natural Jews, but the spiritual Jews, that is, the church of the living God, not replacement theology. God has promised Israel, the nation that will, all other nations in the earth will be blessed in Israel when he returns the kingdom to Israel. It will happen during the millennial reign as a promise to the fathers, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. In one day, a nation shall be brought forth at once. Here, we're talking about the real Jews that Paul speaks about in Romans 9, 10, and 11. He's not a Jew. That is simply of the seed of Abraham, but it's the seed of promise. Not all Israel is of Israel, but the seed according to the promise. Therefore, then verse 9 of Revelation 3, Jesus says, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan. Now, where did we see that before? We saw that in the church of Smyrna. They say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. We read that in Revelation 2, verse 9. Now we go to Revelation 3, verse 9. And it says, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan. And he states the same again. Which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. They're liars. They claim to be the people of God, the church of the living God. How do we know that? Because in Romans 2, verse 28 and 29, it states, and I'm reading, and you follow along, please. Verse 28, Romans 2, for he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly. Neither is that circumcision, which is outward in the flesh. That's a natural Jew. But Paul goes on and says, but he is a Jew, verse 29, which is one inwardly. And that circumcision is that in the heart, in the spirit, and not in the flesh, not in the letter. Whose praise is not of man, but of God. So he is not a Jew that is one outwardly in that circumcision is that circumcision of the flesh. That's a natural Jew. But he is a Jew. That is one inwardly. And that circumcision of the heart. Now the question is, to be a Jew, 
Paul states you have to have the circumcision of the heart in the spirit. Not in the mind, not in the will of man, not in the intellect, not in the soul, the mind, will, emotions, imagination, and intellect. It's not just saying, Jesus, come into my heart, or saying the sinner's prayer. Well, that's godly sorrow, but that's not salvation. So those that have said, Jesus, come into my heart, and said the sinner's prayer, have had godly sorrow that worked repentance unto salvation. But godly sorrow is not salvation, as we have been told. Does something happen? Of course, you repent. You're going to feel something from God. But are you saved, born of the water and the Spirit? Paul says, no. You must be born of the water and the Spirit. And it's something called circumcision of the heart. Circumcision of the human spirit. Now, circumcise means to cut. How are you going to cut the heart? How are you going to cut and circumcise the spirit of a human being? Well, we have to go to the Word of God. We have to see the biblical way to believe with the heart. We're told that you simply just say it with your mouth. Confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, that he is Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, the Father of glory, and believe. Believe where? In your mind? No. Believe in thine heart, in the spirit, that God raised him from the dead. Well, why would you believe that God raised him from the dead? Jesus said in John 2, destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. Jesus will raise up his own body of flesh and blood. He shed his blood, the body is dead, it's in a tomb, and Jesus said, in three days, I will raise it up, flesh and bone. The Jews said, 40 and six years were they in building this temple, and you're going to raise it up in three days? Jesus spake of the temple of his body, and he did raise his body, flesh and bone, in three days, just as he said he would. That is the resurrection. That there's an operation of God when he raised his own body from the dead. When he raised the Son of God from the dead. Jesus raising his own body. And how do we, as the body of Christ, as believers, how do we have that imputed to us? We have to be born of the water and the spirit. And we have to have a circumcision of this heart in the spirit. Circumcise our heart and our spirit. And to do that, we must seek the word of God to know the biblical answer to that. Not just take some preacher's word that's been to a seminary. Because this has our eternal souls at stake. Well, we take a look at Romans 6. And Paul talks about, do we continue in sin? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And he said, uh, know ye not? God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin, how did you get dead to sin, live any longer therein? Know ye not, verse 3, that so many of us as were baptized 
Now, somebody said, well, that's a baptism of the Holy Ghost. No, no, it's not. And we're going to see how you're circumcised in the heart, in the spirit, for a newborn experience, born again. Know you not that as many as, as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Just as Paul said in Galatians 2.20, I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He was crucified with Christ. How did that happen? Well, you were baptized into Christ's death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism in the death. That's water baptism. We'll see it again, not just in this witness. In Romans uh, 6, 1 through 4, we're going to see it again. We are buried with him by baptism into death. We die with him in this watery grave. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. We believe that God raised him from the dead. And because we believe that and we're buried with him in baptism, we'll be raised in his likeness. We'll be new creatures in Christ Jesus. Even so, we also should walk in newness of life. For if we've been planted together in the likeness of his death, we don't die. Not a physical death, but the inward man, the body of the sins of the flesh are cut off as we shall see here by baptism, born of the water. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. We must have that faith. Knowing this, what do we know? That our old man is crucified with him. That's that Adamic nature that we have, born that as an Adam, and in Adam all die. It must be buried. It must be destroyed. Crucified with Jesus that the body of the sin might be destroyed. That's the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And how is that appropriated to us? How do we obtain it? By faith is by baptism. There's no other way. We can't ask Jesus to come into our heart. We can't say the sinner's prayer. That's an act of repentance, but it's not born again. And that's a lie that has permeated the church. That we must adhere to the truth in faith and believing, not just believe it with an intellectual, but by obedience, for the Holy Ghost is given to them that obey him. And he says that henceforth we should not serve sin. So the old man is crucified with him by baptism. Been the likeness of his death. We're also going to see that again in Colossians. Now there's a mystery of God and the Father and of Christ, that in him dwelleth all wisdom and knowledge. And that Christ is God. He is the Father of glory. That's the mystery. Colossians 2, 1 through 9 states that. Then Colossians 2, 10 tells us how to get into it. How do we do it? Colossians 2, second chapter, verse 10 states, And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, Jesus Christ, in whom also you are circumcised. Remember, he's a Jew. That's at the circumcision. 
in the heart, in the spirit. It's a circumcision of the heart. The heart, the spirit of man is cut. The old body of the sin is cut off. Well, how? Well, whom also you are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands. It's not a natural circumcision. It's not a natural Jew. Goes on. In putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Christ does it. We're buried with him in baptism. That the body of the sins of the flesh might be destroyed. Romans 6, 1 through 6. Then it says, how does this happen? Paul stating it again. Verse 12, buried with him, how? In baptism. When also you are risen with him. Somebody said, well, that's not faith. Yes, it is. Through faith. Of the operation of God. A spiritual operation. God takes a spiritual scaffold. And as we go down and bury with Jesus in baptism, the body of the sins of the flesh is cut off. The old man of sin is destroyed, Romans 6, 1 through 6. And we see by baptism that God takes this circumcision made without hands. It's faith in the operation of God, God himself, the Lord Jesus, takes a spiritual scaffold and cuts off the foreskin of our heart. And the body of the sins of the flesh are destroyed, buried in the sea of forgetfulness, never to be remembered again as far as the east is from the west. This is faith in the operation of God by baptism. Who hath raised him from the dead? It's the operation of God through faith in the Lord Jesus, that he was raised from the dead, that we by baptism are buried with him, crucified with him, born of the water, and baptized into Christ's death, that that old man of sin is destroyed. The body of the sins of the flesh, literally destroyed, cut off, circumcised by baptism through the circumcision made without hands, the circumcision of Christ, which is through faith in the operation of God when he raised him from the dead. There's no other way. Now, we've been taught that in Mark 16, he that believeth, and is saved, shall be baptized. It's not a necessity. It's just an act of grace, but it has nothing to do with salvation. That's a lie. The word reads, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. That's the reason why. Peter stated in Acts 2.38, having the keys to the kingdom, And they said, men and brethren, what must we do? Peter said, repent and be baptized. Why? That's the circumcision of the heart in the spirit. Well, we find in Revelation, they say they're Jews. And they're not, but are liars. They do lie. They say that they are born again. They say that they are Jews, and Jesus said they're not. Not a natural Jew. 
a natural Jew would say he's a, of the seed of Abraham. And Paul said, that's not a Jew, but it's by the seed of the promised seed, the seed of Abraham, of which the church is. How do you obtain it? Being born of the water, buried with Jesus in baptism, that you're crucified with him. Just as Paul said, I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, Galatians 2.20. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. The life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now take a look at Paul. We see that in Acts 22, he gives an account in Acts 9 about he was consenting unto Stephen's death. Then he gives another account of of that in uh, Acts 22nd chapter and give an account of it. He said, well, number one, he sees this bright light, this glorious light, this light from heaven. He knows it's not just natural light and he knows that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And he said, who art thou, Lord? The power was unmistakably God. And the Lord speaking to Paul, who had letters, to condemn them and throw them in prison that were in the way from the high priest, said, I am Jesus, speaking to him in the Hebrew tongue. I'm Yeshua. He said on the feet of Gamaliel. And if anyone knew the law, Paul knew the law. And under the law, he thought he was right in persecuting the Christians, those that were in the way. Here he sees a great light on the Damascus road. Who art thou, Lord? I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. Now here's a man that's seen the great light from heaven. Number two, he has the revelation of the name of Jesus, Jehovah's salvation. He believed in the name of the Son of God that is Jehovah the Father revealed as salvation. Jesus, Jehovah's salvation. And number three, he knows the call on his life to preach as a witness and belong suffering to the Gentile. And number four, he will be healed of his blindness after three days because the great light blinded him. It was so glorious. Here's a man that has seen God and has a revelation of the name of God, Jesus Christ, and knows the will of God for his life and is healed of blindness. And still his sins remained. Acts 22, it says, Ananias says to Saul, turn Paul, Brother Saul, why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized, washing away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. There's only one way to wash away your sins. You can't ask Jesus to come into your heart. That won't do it. It's an act of repentance, but golly, sorrow, work of repentance not unto salvation, not to be repented of. It's not salvation. It's not born again. You have not destroyed the body, the sins of the flesh, except through buried with him in baptism, calling on the name of the Lord, just as Paul did. Ananias, again, said to Brother Paul, Saul of Tarsus, Brother Saul, why tarriest thou? You've seen the great light, the Lord Jesus Christ. You've had the name revealed to you of Jesus, Jehovah's salvation. You know, he's the father revealed. You know your call upon your life and you've been healed of blindness. Now, why tarriest thou? Why you wait around? Arise, be baptized, 
washing away your sins. Calling upon the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is Jesus. Paul was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. As Acts 2.38, Acts 4.12, is no other name among men under heaven given whereby we must be saved at the name of Jesus. There's no other name under heaven given unto men whereby we must be saved. The blood name of God is Jesus. Acts 8.16, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Acts 10, Cornelius, the house of the Italian band. While they were preaching, the Holy Ghost fell, and they heard them speak with the other tongues. Peter said, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? They were already born of the Spirit. They just were not born of the water. The many have been born of the Spirit, having the Holy Ghost, but haven't been born again because they've not been born of the water. They say they're Jews and are not. Why? Because they've never had the circumcision of the heart by baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. They never had the circumcision of the heart and the spirit. Therefore, they are not Jews because a Jew has had the circumcision of the heart in the spirit. Whose praise is not a man, but of God. They're not totally born. They've had a repentance. Yes. They're born in the spirit. Yes. Are they born again? No. Why? Because you have to be born of the Spirit and the water. Must be born of the water to be a Jew. That is a spiritual Jew that Paul talks about in Romans 9, 10, 11 of the seed of Abraham and that key of David that we must be baptized. Many say they are Jews and are not. They are the synagogue of Satan. Now that's strong. Somebody said that's very harsh. We believe in Jesus. Well, if you believe, the believe is the Greek word, pisteo. It's not transitive, it's stative. It's a state of glory. It's a state of being. And it's only achieved through obedience. We can't say that we, we love him if we don't keep his commandments and obey them. He said, uh, we must be born of the water and the spirit. Well, many has been baptized uh, in the Holy Ghost, but have not been baptized in water. Somebody said, well, I was baptized Father, Son, Holy Ghost. You didn't take on the name. As many as been baptized into Christ, they put on Christ. That's your wedding garment. And you take on the name of Jesus, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. There's no other way to take on the name of Jesus except being buried with him in baptism, that the body of the sins of the flesh might be destroyed. There is no other way. That is that the old man is destroyed. And then you become a Jew. And some say they're Jews and are not. They are the synagogue of Satan. Say they say they are, are Jews and are not, but do lie. What will happen to them? Well, because they do not believe this, they will come against the true Jews, the true body of Christ. And Jesus stated that in John 16. Behold, I have forewarned you that you should not be offended. For the time will come, they deliver you out of the synagogue, out of the church. Why? Because they are the synagogue of Satan, not of God. They have not been born of the water. The heart has not been circumcised in the spirit. And the only way to do that is by baptism, just as Peter stated. 
in his epistle. 1 Peter 3, in the long suffering in the days of Noah, wherein eight souls were saved by water. The like figure, baptism, doth also now save us. Baptism does? Yes. Well, my pastor said it didn't. Your pastor's wrong. Do you want to believe the word of God or to believe a seminary, someone that's come out with an ecumenical synod and a council believing that there is a simple way, ask Jesus to come into your heart, that's not biblical. Search you out the scriptures to read, not one of these things will fail. Search the scriptures in them. You think you have eternal life. These are they that testify of me. And we simply tell you, say the truth. And Paul said, have I become your enemy? Because I tell you the truth. Because we love you, we say the truth. And any man that loves you will speak according to the word of God. If any man speak, let him speak the oracles of God. That's what the word of God says. Well, in the long suffering in the days of Noah, wherein eight souls were saved by water, the like figure, the baptism. Baptism doth also now save us. Not the putting away the filth of the flesh, not taking a shower, but the answer of a good conscience toward God. Well, where's the conscience? In the mind, will, imagination, intellect? No, not in the soul realm. The conscience, perched from dead works to serve the living God, is through the spirit of man, through circumcision in the heart, that circumcision of the heart in the spirit, not in the mind, not an intellectual ask Jesus to come into your heart, not an intellectual saying the sinner's prayer, not being baptized, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. They won't get it. We have to do it the Bible way. No one was ever baptized, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Acts 2.38, Acts 8.16, Acts 10, Acts 19, Acts 22. Paul himself was baptized, uh, washing away his sins, calling upon the name of the Lord, Jesus. You'll find it all the way through the word of God. And uh, that's the only way to be a Jew, a spiritual Jew. That is the spiritual circumcision of the heart, not made with hands, not a natural Jew, but he is a Jew that is one liberally. Circumcision of the heart. The only way to get circumcision of the heart, to believe with the heart, is by baptism. Don't let anybody lie or deceive you through vain philosophy, rudiments of this world, not after Christ, not after the word of God. Many say they're Jews. They're not. They're the synagogue of Satan. What will God do? Well, there'll be a civil war in the church. And they'll say, this is not necessary. You're adding to the word of God. No, we're stating the word of God. Search you out the book and read. Not one of these things will fail. Search the scriptures. If you do it, you will find the truth. If you seek for God with all your heart, God will reveal that to you. He will reveal it to anyone that searches for him and seeks them with a pure heart. And the Lord says, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan which say they are Jews and are not. They do lie. They're not Jews according to the word of God. They have never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. What will he do? I will make them to come and worship before your feet, not to worship you, but to 
make them know that I have loved you because it'll be literally peace taken away from the church and a sort between those that do not agree on the word of God. Jesus stated that. You think I come to send peace on the earth, but rather a sword. The said a man at variance. The father against the son, mother against the daughter, mother-in-law against their daughter-in-law. Why? Because they do not agree on the word of God. Jesus said that in John 16. I forewarned you that you should not be offended. Yea, the time comes they're going to deliver you out of the synagogue. Why? Because they say they're Jews and are not, but the synagogue of Satan, you're going to deliver you out. You won't be able to stand in that synagogue, in that belief system, in that ideology, in the faith-based word of God. You won't be able to stand that. The truth will be cast to the ground. It won't be destroyed, but it will be cast to the ground. You'll be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Some will be put to death. Says some of you will be cast into prison there. Be you faithful in death, I'll give you a crown of life. Cast into prison for 10 days. You'll be tried. Be you faithful unto death, I'll give you a crown of life. Well, it's only by baptism. They say they're Jews and are not. Jesus said, the time will come that whosoever kills you will think that he did God a service, yet will be working against God, calling good evil and evil good. This they will do unto you because they have not known the Father, which is Jesus the Spirit, now or me, the Son of God, which is the Father revealed, one of the same Spirit. That is the doctrine of Christ. If any man does not abide in the doctrine of Christ, he hath not God. 2 John 9. 1 John 2.22 again. Who is a liar but he that denied that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist that hath denied both the Father and the Son. How are you born of, born of God? He that believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. How do you get born again? Of the water and the Spirit. Holy Ghost is given to them that obey him. Then you go from newborn babes to little children, little children to young men. There's the young men, overcomers, then to the final growth state of fathers. I write to you fathers because you've known him. That is from the beginning, the word of God. And that's what God is doing now. He is sealing those that have this truth. Don't be one that miss out saying you're a Jew and you're not because you have not had the circumcision of the heart by baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Let no man deceive you. There's no other way. Jesus coming to my heart won't get it. That's a lie. It's a good way to repent. Yes. Is it salvation? No. Is it born again? No. Emphatically, biblically, no. We love you because we love the Word of God. And we want to proclaim the truth. There, until we see you the next time. This is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.